Hey everybody, it's Dan. Welcome or welcome back to the Bridge Church Podcast. Please, at the end of this podcast, take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Head over to thebridgelive.org and find access to all of our church information. Plus, it's the easiest way to share content with a friend and keep up with everything going on around here at the Bridge Church. But most importantly, I hope you find the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey, getting from where you are to where you want to be. Cross that bridge. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. It's Sunday, April 19th. It's week six of the coronavirus isolation. The governor's getting ready to set us free from this isolation, but Jesus did it a long time ago. Let's do this thing. (laughs) All right. So, hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Bridge Church. It's Sunday morning. We are excited you're here with us. We want to go ahead and say hello to all our campuses. You're saying campuses? (laughs) What campuses? I'm like, (laughs) we have a Garcia campus out in Harriman. We have a Valdez campus. We do. In West Valley. Yep. I bet we even have a Fletcher campus in Missouri, a Rap campus in California. There you go. Right? We got a Southern campus, campus down south by Utah Lake. We got campuses all over the valley, all over the country, really. I love that. And watching our analytics from YouTube, there's somebody in Europe who's watching us. Oh, wow. So if you're watching this from Hi, uh, over in Europe, uh, send us an email. We want to pray for you at info at thebridgelive.org. And uh, we just want to pray for you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're not going to like get weird or anything. We're definitely not coming over. We don't but, do um, anything weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. So I want to encourage you. We want to encourage you today. Now I want to read you a scripture from 1 John 4, 4, a very popular scripture that most of us have heard before, but it says, it says, you are of God, little children. Isn't it cool that God uh, thinks of us as children? And uh, it says, we have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about this verse and uh, my devotional had was reminding me that uh you know i played football when i was young in high school and um you know if you think about the nfl there's 22 guys on the field okay and they're big huge smelly guys and uh why in the world does the football never lose its pressure throughout the whole game unless you're in new england Here's the thing. These guys kick that thing. They pounce it. They spike it. They throw it. They fall Mm. on it. They do all these things. But the ball never loses its pressure. And honestly, it's, it's a simple law of physics. The internal pressure of the football is greater than the pressure that the 22 men can put on the ball. So think about that and think about this verse for a minute. As Christians... It's the same thing for us. Think about this. The power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, resides inside of us, in our hearts and our lives, and is greater than the pressure that the world can put on us. Right. So if we look at the opponent who comes against us, right? He's trying to to block our progress, and, and the enemy's job is to deflate you. 
Mm. Okay. And if, if you know, haven't dealing with depression for a long time, isolation is the absolute worst. Being alone is the absolute worst. And in this time that we've all been isolated, uh, as I said earlier, with much exuberance, <laughs> Jesus has set us free from the isolation. Right. We always have somebody in that Holy Spirit That's inside true. of us That's is true. greater than the pressure that the external world can put on us. The enemy's job is to deflate us and make us feel less than or maybe like we don't qualify for God's grace. Dealt with that for a long time. So the Holy Spirit in us gives us buoyancy which is a fun word to say. It is. So you can Boy, roll with the punches so that when the enemy throws stuff at you, whether it's sickness, disease, poverty, all these things that are happening in this season, you can know yeah. that you know yeah. that you know That's because right. he who is in, in us, us is, is greater than he, he who is, is in the world. world. That's right. No matter what it looks like, we are winning. So declare victory That's right. over your life. We shout victory. We shout victory. Yeah. We are greater. What's in us is greater than what's in the world. So That's we right. have the victory That's right. in Jesus' name. Good morning. We're going to do things a little bit differently this morning. Welcome, by the way, to the Bridge Church. And we are. We're going to do things a little bit differently today because, like my husband says, when I get involved, everything becomes a big production. So I don't know if it's a production or not, but um, I wanted to share with you the worship songs that took me to the throne of God as I was writing this message. I want you to hear what I was hearing and experiencing um, because it has so much to do with what I'm going to talk about today. So it's two songs that we have for you this morning. The first one is about dead things. It's called Communion, and it's about dead things uh, coming back to life uh, in our lives. And that's so appropriate because we just had Resurrection Sunday, and I was absolutely focused on dead things coming back to life in my life um, on that day. And then the second song is really what we're going to talk about today, and that's about God being the refiner, about the refining fire, about setting up our lives, an altar in our lives and making ourselves a living sacrifice for him. So um, we have some really special things to talk about today. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and get some communion, teach your children, if you have children there with you, how to take communion, what the purpose is for, and that we absolutely can take communion at home. We don't have to have four walls and a preacher to take communion. We have Jesus and that's all we need. So um, grab some communion elements, take communion and worship to these two songs. And I'll see you back here in just about 20 minutes. Wasn't that good? I love those songs. They're so appropriate for what we're talking about. So I want to start uh, this morning by sharing a dream that I had about two days ago. Uh, in this dream, I was in prison and the air was super thick with uh, shame, with fear, with loneliness. Um, I and everybody around me felt embarrassed and embarrassed and ashamed and completely overly self-aware. And as I was walking in this sort of ugh, 
I realized, um, and I said to God at the time, I said out loud, I wasn't created to belong here. And as I said that, I noticed this big, like building inside the building I was in, kind of like an elevator shaft kind of a thing. In the middle of the room, it was huge. And it was made out of brick and stone. And I, was, I became really curious as to what it was. So as I was walking around the side and over around to the front of it, when I got to the front or about halfway to the front, I realized that it was an altar, that it was an altar erected unto God. And um, it was crazy how as I got around to the front and stood in the front, all of a sudden I had this knowing that God wanted me to understand that all of us, for all of us there, that in our captivity, we're supposed to come to him. That he is the one that gives freedom for all of those things, for shame, for loneliness, for fear, uh, embarrassment, self-awareness, even self-awareness, even being overly concerned with me. <laughs> he wants to deliver us from that. So it was, it was, um, I woke up from the dream and felt like this is, this was a total message from God. I wrote it down and, and wanted to share it with you. And then it has turned into a message. And, um, and I think it's a, me it's a message that's super appropriate for, um, all that we're going through and all that we're all experiencing right now. So, um, being home and not able to work because of COVID, uh, I've been enjoying my time alone on the potter's wheel and in the secret place with God. Uh, I've been overwhelmed by several things, uh, both in worship and in the word, and I want to share them with you. So the first thing that has um, that I've been experiencing and hearing from the Lord has been through worship. Uh, he's brought two new songs uh, to me in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they're songs I have never, never heard before, worship songs. Uh, and they both have the same line in them, which is really interesting to me that God would do that. And the line in them, uh, the first one, the first song that you heard today is one of those songs. And it is, the line says, he's closer than my skin. He's closer than my skin. I just think that's so intimate and so personal. And so exactly who God wants to be to us, closer than our skin. He wants to be intimate. He wants to know us deeply. And he wants to reveal himself so that we can know him deeply. The second thing that he's been showing me and taking me into in a deeper way is uh, in Jeremiah 18. It's the story of the potter and the clay. He's the potter and I'm the clay. Mold me, God, and make me whatever you want me to be. See, I believe that we were created on purpose and for a purpose. I believe that he's the potter and I'm the clay. And he has molded me into, the Bible says, he's molded me into an earthen vessel and that I have flaws. My vessel has flaws. I have some broken pieces <laughs> in that vessel, in creating that vessel, which is me, which is you. 
He has put in us a treasure, the Bible says, and that treasure is the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, he wants to use us for his glory. Again, I'm just completely undone by that. I think it's amazing how up close and personal God wants to be with us. The third thing he's been sharing with me is a psalm that tells me that he hems me in. And this one I've been hearing for a few months. Actually, I heard it the first time from a worship leader at Hillsong who uh, she experienced cancer and walked with God through cancer. And he healed her. And she talks about the scripture where he hems us in. So I want to share that with you. Psalm 139 is my absolute favorite chapter in the Bible. I have about 10 other favorites. <laughs> but uh, Psalm 139 is um, this year, last year as well, has been really ministering to me ever since I found it in the Passion Translation. So in Psalm 139 verse 5 is the verse about how he hems us in. And in the Passion Translation, it goes like this. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. I just love that. With the hand of love, your hand, excuse me, with your hand of love upon my life. And that's exactly how it is. His hand of love is upon our lives, directing us, holding us, sometimes pushing us forward <laughs> when we get stuck, right? So finally, uh, in this time of resetting and realigning, I believe God is calling us to a Selah moment. Um, what does that mean? What does a Selah moment mean? It's found in the Psalms, and it means to pause, reflect, and meditate on him. I think it's a time for us right now to correct our course. I believe he's shaking apathy off of us as we have had to uh, come into this. Uh, well, he's, it's, a, it's a time in our lives right now where we're coming aside, you know. I believe he's shaking apathy off of us, the church. And I'm hearing God say, Build for me an altar and consecrate yourself even more. Build for me an altar and consecrate yourself even more. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. An altar in the word represents a place of consecration, a place of holiness, a place of self-surrender. In 2013, through a hardship that was super painful for me, God taught me to separate and consecrate myself. At that time, I ran to him because all I could hear in my head was a particular scripture. It was in my head, it was in my heart, and it was the scripture in Proverbs 18.10. It says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe and set on high, far above evil. It was during that time that a prophet of God read my mail. I'd been let go from a job. I'd been betrayed by a friend. 
and I was feeling so low. My self-esteem took a huge hit. I leaned in and decided I was going to seek the Lord. I decided I was going to, in fact, it was almost like I physically wanted to run. Have you ever felt that way? I physically wanted to. That scripture was so, was so, uh, screaming in my soul even that I felt like I wanted to run, physically run to a place with Jesus where I knew I would be safe, where I knew he would heal me from the inside out. He would heal my soul. He would keep me steady and he would tell me the truth. I needed to know the truth about me and about everything going on around me. And he was the only way and the only one that knew the truth and would give it to me in a way that wouldn't hurt me, but that would heal me and lift me up. So I decided I was going to lean in and seek the Lord. So I started hanging out in my walk-in closet, which sounds so weird. Actually, it would probably only sound weird if all of us hadn't seen the movie War Room. <laughs> this was way before the movie War Room. Um, I hadn't ever seen it. It wasn't even made yet. But I instinctually just decided I was going to live in my prayer closet. I was going to live in my secret place. I was going to make for myself a safe place. And if you know me, that's not really my personality. I like to be with people. I like to be out. I like to be, you know, I like conversation. I love people. But at this time, I needed God. I just needed to be me and him, just us. So um, he brought me so near to him in that closet. And he taught me how to build an altar and how to lay all my stuff on it. I laid down my fear my insecurity, my need to be accepted was a big one. And when I thought I'd given him everything, he asked me to lay myself on the altar. He asked me to lay myself on the altar. He wanted my body too. My physical pleasures and my physical comforts, my deepest desires, and every dream for my marriage, for my children, for our future together, he wanted me to give it all to him. It wasn't easy, but I gave it to him. Then, actually I should say that experience makes me think a lot about Abraham and how God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son on an altar. I'll bet that altar felt very much like mine at that time. You can read about that story in Genesis 22. And while we're hanging out in Genesis 22, <laughs> you know, even before that, God appeared to Adam in Genesis 12, 7. Abraham's response to, to build an, uh, uh, Abraham's response to God, to seeing God, uh, to, to um, an experience with God when God appeared to him, his response was to build an altar in order to mark the importance of that experience. Experiences with God are important. Abraham taught his son to do the same thing. And then Isaac taught his son. Here it is right here. God appeared to Isaac in Genesis 26. And Isaac's response, like his daddy, was to build an altar in order to commemorate and honor and carve out a place of prayer for him to meet with the Lord. Then in Genesis 35, 3, Isaac's son Jacob did what his daddy did. 
He said, Let us get up and go up to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to God, who answered me in the day of my distress and has been, and has been with me wherever I've gone. Do you know there's over 400 references of altars in the Bible? Wow. Here's something that's a big deal. If you're taking notes, I'd write this down. In God's book, the Bible, both the altar and the sacrifice were super significant. Let me say that again. In the Bible, both the altar and the sacrifice are significant. Why? Because God doesn't just want part of us. He wants all of us. He wants every part and everything. Let me share this with you. In Romans 12.1, now I'm talking about the altar and the sacrifice, okay? Romans 12.1 in the Amplified says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational logical, intelligent act of worship. Then listen to that scripture again in the Passion Translation. I'm going to add verse 2 and verse 3 just because I think they're super important too, full of wisdom. Okay, here it is. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Verse two now. Stop imitating the idols and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Then verse three, God has given me grace to speak a warning about pride. I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion and not create a false image of your importance. Instead, honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as the standard of measurement, and then you will see your true value with an appropriate self-esteem. Isn't that good? You know, during King David's reign, the tabernacle, which was that movable tent that Moses had made, uh, was erected at the high place in Gibeon. So in a high place. This tabernacle represented the presence of God among the people. At one particular time when David sinned, he needed a more immediate and convenient altar. So God sent him to a guy named Ornan and told David to build an altar on Ornan's threshing floor. Okay, what is a threshing floor? Now this is significant because the threshing floor was a place where the grain was removed from the husk and the tares. What's a tear? A tear looks like grain, but it's not. 
it's fake look-alike grain. It's a look-alike. It's not the real deal. In our lives, this represents the difference between an authentic relationship with Jesus and a fake in public version that has no real intimacy in private and subsequently it's a powerless life. So the threshing floor was a place of blessing or judgment from God. I believe Christians are having a threshing floor experience as we self-isolate now. And it's so it's why that second song today, the refiner, so spoke to me. Like burn up God, anything in me that isn't of you. You know, just burn it up and make it ashes. Give me beauty for ashes. Anything that isn't pure or holy in me, anything that's kind of cruddy and needs to go, burn it up, God. I'm just going to lay everything and myself on this altar and you refine me with fire and purify my life and give me a holiness. There was a time in our lives where God shared, uh, it was over months and months, maybe it could have even been almost a year, about 10 months I think, God had shared with me, he said, you lack a particular holiness. And I said, okay, God, what is it? I don't want to lack. And it took months and months, he got my attention. I dove into the word, I looked and I looked and I looked and it was during a Catholic service a Catholic prayer service that that our sister-in-law invited us to. It was during a time of holy worship there. The worship was so holy. It was so, it was so pure. It was good. And I was saying, because I was raised Catholic and have since become non-denominational, and um, I love to go to the Catholic church with my dad. I appreciate the reverence there. I appreciate the holiness there. And I, um, uh, was at this service with my sister-in-law and my husband and it was during the worship and I was worshiping God and it was a charismatic service and you know me I love anything charismatic so it was during a charismatic service and we we were lifting our hands and worshiping God and he said it to me again you lack a particular holiness and I was like yes give it to me God I knew he was going to download I knew he was going to tell me what it was you lack a particular holiness you know what it was humility It was humility that I lacked. And so then he took me on a journey for the next two years. I did a word study on humility. And the opposite of that was pride. And he took me on a word study of humility and pride. And I learned that humility is purity. Humility is holiness. It was awesome. Side note. (laughs) Anyway. First uh, Chronicles twenty one twenty six says, And David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called on the Lord and he answered him from heaven by fire on the altar of burnt offering. Thanks to Jesus, the sacrificial system is out. The need to go through Levitical priests to get to God is out. And the need to stand before a particular altar whenever I pray is out. However, even though these things are out, 
the spirit of each part of David's worship in that scripture is still super necessary today. Because here's the truth. My body is now the temple. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says it. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? I contain God now. When I got born again, the Spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, came to reside in my heart. And God says, my, my body is now the temple. Like the Holy of Holies housed the presence of God, now my heart houses, my body houses the presence of God. It's my responsibility to build an altar to the Lord in my heart, to maintain it, and to hang out there at some point every day. I take my sin, my sorrow, my faults, and my failings to God at this altar, and I offer them as I would offer a burnt offering, letting God's fire consume them and set me free. I take my confidences, joys, and praise as peace offerings, willingly sharing them with my master, with my daddy, and continually submitting them to him. I cry out to the Lord and I make my request known to him. I seek his face concerning them, nose to nose, eyeballs to eyeballs, so I can see the compassion in his face, the compassion in his eyes, and I can feel the love, his love, in my soul. Connecting with him, having an intimate, into me you see, experience with my God, my creator, my savior. Amen. The reason I do this is because it's at the altar where God answers from heaven by fire. God answers from heaven by fire. Since my body is the temple, I can never leave my altar. So, as I maintain that sort of altar consciousness and I listen for God's voice, I will hear him speak through his word, through worship, through another believer, even through nature. I mean, after all, nature is the work of his hand, right? So consider these two verses. 2 Corinthians 6.16 in the NIV says, For we are the temple of the living God, and God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And 1 Peter 2.5 in the NIV says, You, believers, like living stones, are being built upon into a spiritual house for a holy and dedicated priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. So, I really hope that this is speaking to you today. Because I gotta tell you, I've just been undone by these things, by these truths lately. Let me close with this. 
my husband always says, tell people what that looks like. So let me show you, let me tell you how I flesh this out in my life, okay? And I'm not perfect. I mean, God knows. If you know me, you know I'm not perfect. But I love God with everything I am. And I'm trying to the best of my ability to seek him and walk with him and live in his presence, you know? Anyway, here's how I flesh this out in my life. When I wake up in the night and I sense that he wants to talk to me, instead of going back to sleep, which believe me, I went back to sleep for years, many years, but now I don't. Now I get up when he calls me. Um, I answer his call. He asked me to be a watchman years ago, a watchman on the walls. And what that means is I stay awake and I pray. Um, often when he's talking about a watchman on the walls, it's much like in the Old Testament when um, the purpose of the watchman on the walls was to stay awake and, 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 and uh, be a guard, you know, um, being able to see the enemy, watching for the enemy afar off. That's the point. If I can watch for the enemy afar off, if I can see that enemy, then I can, through intercessory prayer, I can block him. I can stop him in what he's trying to do. So I stay awake and pray. Another thing is I've learned that his voice is different between 3 and 6 a.m. And maybe that sounds like, okay, Michelle, you have completely lost your mind, girl. But let me tell you, it makes me want to cry. The things that he shares with me between 3 in the morning and 6 in the morning are different, are deeper. There's something about my obedience in staying awake at that time, in pressing into him at that time, that connects us on a whole nother level. I think that because I'm honoring him in that way, he honors me and he shares the deeper things of his heart. It costs me sleep. And that puts him above my comfort and above my flesh. And let me tell you, he loves that and he receives that honor. And then it's like he pushes it all right back on me. It's crazy. I'm trying to be a living sacrifice by living a fasted lifestyle. What does that mean, a fasted lifestyle? It means I'm limiting, I'm limiting the shows that don't feed my spirit. It means I'm living some days on his daily bread and not on physical food. I'm letting him create in me a spiritual hunger that's greater than my hunger for food by fasting. And I know everybody's into the um, intermittent fasting. And maybe you are too. Listen, take that time of intermittent fasting and instead of making it about weight loss, make it about Jesus. Intermittently fast by seeking God. Let your body be hungry and let that push up into your spirit and become a spiritual hunger that makes you seek God. Open up that Bible and look for the deeper things and find them. When you seek, you'll find, God says. And that's true. It's really true. So I encourage you today to become altar 
conscious. If you're just starting out, build your heart's altar to the Lord by making a determination to spend time with him every day. No matter how long it is, don't get wrapped up in a religious, um, you know, got to do it this way for this amount of time, set an alarm. You don't have to do all that. Just make a determination to spend some time every day. The YouVersion Bible app is a really great resource. Uh, you can highlight in it. You can make notes in it. It's, it's awesome. You, we always have our phones. You can take it wherever you go. It's really, really good. And then um, another, another way to do, uh, to connect with him uh, when you're starting out is uh, connecting with other believers as well. Now you need your secret place time and your Bible app will help you with that. It's also important to build yourself up in your most holy faith by hanging out with other believers. We have connect groups. And even though we're in isolation right now, those connect groups are still going on Zoom. Um, we, after I'm, after um, I finish with this message here in just a couple of minutes, we'll, we'll go ahead and do announcements together, uh, my husband and I. And so you'll, you, you know, stay tuned and watch for those announcements and we'll explain to you how you can get uh, hooked into those connect groups, okay? Then um, some of you may need to just repair your neglected altar. Maybe you've been neglecting it and you need to repair it. That's all right. Just pick up where you left off and do it this time. Listen, God's mercy is new every day. Start again. Start today. Build an altar and then lay your sacrifice on it. Come on, get serious. I used to say to the teenagers for years, you know, you need to stop dating Jesus and get married. Enter into a covenant relationship with him. Make him first. Make him first. Amen? And if you already have quality time with Jesus, fantastic. Good for you. Keep it up. Keep it up. We are never done growing in God. We are never done. Never, never, never. Um, whatever the case, it's an absolute joy to know that God enthusiastically desires to spend time with us. He loves it. He loves it. That makes me think of how God would come to earth looking for Adam and Eve in the garden and he would walk with them in the cool of the day. I believe he held their hands like a good and tender father. I know that he held their hands because he holds mine. And I know that he wants to hold yours. I know he does. Listen, I hope you've heard what I feel like this spirit was telling me to share with you today. It's so good to be able to do this. I want to tell you, God bless you today. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for pressing in, for listening with your heart, which is exactly what Jesus meant when he said, um, for he, when he said he wanted us to have ears to hear and eyes to see. You know, a few years ago, he started saying it to me like this. He started saying, ears to see and eyes to hear, which to me just meant, don't listen the way you have before. Don't see the way you have before. He never does the same thing twice. Have you noticed that about God? He's always doing something new. So listen with your heart. I hope you did that today.
uh, share this um, with other people. Help them too, you know? It's the time. It's time for us to step out, for us to share the gospel, for us to share how good our Father is and what an awesome Savior we have in Jesus. It's time, guys. God's calling us to seek and save the lost like, like we never have before. So again, thank you. God bless you today. Danny and I love you. We miss you. We can't wait until the day that we can see you again and hug your necks and slap you five and love on your kids. We miss you so much. Now stay tuned because announcements are coming right up. Hey, everybody. Wasn't that great? That girl can preach up in here. That's good stuff. Hey, we got some stuff going on here at the Bridge Church this week. We may not be gathering, but uh, we got this cool thing called Zoom. Yeah. So uh, coming up this week, Joel is hosting The Crash via Zoom uh, for all the teenagers. The Crash is what uh, we call our youth ministry here at the Bridge Church. Uh, so they will be crashing in, doing a home invasion via Zoom uh, this week. And that's happening on Friday. If you need information about that, Joel's cell phone number is 385-299-5056. Now he's really, really good about sending a text out to all the teenagers and all the parents just to let everybody know what's going on. So um, you'll be getting that update from him. But just in case you need to contact Joel and you don't already have his number, 385-299-5056. Amen. Amen. Also, this Wednesday, is uh, uh, we are going to start a brand new Bible study uh, via YouTube right here on this channel. Yes, Living um, the Logos. It's very exciting because people have been grilling me for a long time about this, um, thinking that it's just easy just show up and talk about the Bible, but uh, there is many hours of study involved <laughs> and things like that. But in this study, I know it's going to be opposite of... She Reads Truth and, and, uh, and If Table and the other Wednesday night activities. But this will New be uh, on uh, YouTube for you to watch anytime. It's going to be on the podcast as well anytime that you can listen to them. So you can still come to those events and catch this Bible study. And this uh, Bible study, once we get into our new building, will be a stream along with the Sunday service. Uh, and it's just a flat out, you know, 45 minutes, maybe an hour uh, Bible study, um, Bible school notes, and just hardcore. It's not going to have all the cute little fluff that Sunday has, but it's uh, it's just going to be good. Sit with a notebook and a pen and a Bible, and we're going to talk about, we're going to come right out of the gate talking about the attributes of God, because I talk about that all the time, and people are always like, what is that? Well, it's the character and nature of God. How can you believe something if you don't know the character and nature of the Father? Amen. Right. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about um, the Trinity. We're going to talk about some of these things that people have questions about and that maybe doesn't get answered oh, on Revelation. a Sunday morning and end times in Revelation. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of good things like that. So that's coming up. That'll be here on the YouTube channel. That's going to be on the podcast as well. Um, so I want to encourage you like and subscribe mm -hmm. so that when when new things are posted up here, uh, you get them. That's okay, right. and you get notified that they're there. All right. And on that note, uh, a couple weeks, uh, we are working with PushPay, and we are going to have a new church app that's going to be coming out so soon. Exciting. Okay. And um, just so you know, if you are a PayPal uh, 
Giver. Giver that, that is set up on AutoPay. Uh, you're going to have to switch over your information to PushPay. Uh, and you'll be able to do that on the app. But uh, PayPal is going to be going away. And we're going to be in, in installing a brand new giving platform on our website. And it'll be available on this app as well. So that'll be coming up along with the podcast, the YouTube stuff, the video. All that cool stuff is going to be happening. And along with that, just really quick, on that on that Push Pay Church app, you're going to love it because not only can you give on that really super simply and securely, but also there's all these things that come on that app, you guys. There's a place to take notes. There's yeah, handouts. Uh, oh. You'll be able to fill out a Connect card, mm-hmm. prayer requests, all that stuff. Just one in one place because how many of us don't have one of these? Right. right. So this is our life and we'll be able to get in contact right here through that You're gonna love and your it. life will be easy. I know some of you have a hard time getting to our website and the whole giving process is complicated. It's going to get a whole lot easier. Great. Plus you'll be able to make a profile and it'll save your profile and you'll come in right through the app and be able Perfect. to give. Um, the text to give already works. I want to encourage you to if you want to transition over to that right now, that builds your profile already, okay? Um, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. And I want to encourage you, um, get on iTunes, get on Spotify, get on uh, Google Play and all the rest YouTube. of the platforms. You mm-hmm. can catch all our messages on there. Um, our messages will be leaving our website and be available on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all the rest, all right? So I want to encourage you to like and subscribe to those platforms because you get notified right here on your life, Yeah. right? Yeah. Finally, finally, God, right? I want to encourage you to give uh, into what we're doing here at the Bridge Church. Uh, We are very excited about our financial situation. Um, Yeah, it's a bummer that we don't gather but when we don't gather, we don't spend money. So uh, our building fund is is increasing rapidly. That's great. Uh, we've got a great thing in place with the community center where they're not charging us while we're not meeting. So that's great. We're yeah. just, things are piling up fast. Get on board. Yeah. Get, uh, um, get the Push Pay app, text to app operating in your life. That's all you have to do is text BRIDGE LIVE, all one word, all caps, to 77977 and it'll send you a link to go you can set up your profile you can set up um, reoccurring giving and you can give today just one time if you choose set that up if you still want to the website is still available for another week or so uh, that's thebridgelive.org or if you want I know a lot of you are mailing in checks Uh, I check the PO box every week that's PO box 95985 South Jordan Utah 840 nine five and of course and of course if you've ever got any questions any comments any concerns if you need prayer uh if you want to give your life to christ if you want to do any of yeah. those things yeah info info at the bridge mm-hmm. or you can text 801-391-6969 for anything whatsoever anything god bless you we Love you, and we are looking forward to seeing a lot of you real soon. God bless you. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the South Jordan, West Jordan, Harriman, or Riverton area, we would love for you to come and engage with us at our weekend gathering at the Daybreak Community Center in Daybreak, which is attached to South Jordan. 
For directions, service time, and information about our fabulous children and student environments, head over to thebridgelive.org for information, and we'll see you next time.